Are you an adult with dyslexia? Are you longing for more in your life than the constant, relentless push and pull on your emotions that dyslexia can bring? What about those physical demands that require you to constantly shift gears, rethink? Can I do this? Well, my name is Hope, and I am your host. And I understand because I was diagnosed as an adult with dyslexia. And I often believed that I wasn't enough. Fear and shame were my constant companion. Until I met Christ, then everything changed. This podcast, Make Room for More, is devoted to encouraging and inspiring adults with dyslexia to make more room in their life for Christ. You will hear biblical truth that will uplift and challenge you to find a place for dyslexia in your life and let Christ take center stage of your life. Thank you for joining me. Today I'm going to be talking about why I believe we are uniquely gifted to share the gospel because we have dyslexia. Several months ago, I shared with you my testimony, and I think it was last year. But I have come to think of it a little differently. That is not my testimony, but it is the Lord's testimony of how he changed my life. And after he changed my life, meaning after I accepted him as my personal savior, he did some marvelous things for me and to me and through me. And he continues to do that. I believe that it is his story that I will be sharing. I want to read a text of scripture to you. And it is found in Matthew twenty-five, fourteen through 15. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. Unto one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Now, on July the 20th, 2009, I was diagnosed with a learning disability. I prefer I was diagnosed with a learning difference, (laughs) but I have dyslexia. And I knew it before I was assessed because the Lord had already told me that I had dyslexia, but because I needed it official because I was in school and I was seeking to get some accommodations. As you already know, I'm sure many of you do, it is a neurological disorder and it affects how I learn to read and write. It's inherited Anyone that has a learning disability, you will fall on a continuum, meaning it can range from mild to profound. The challenge is I will always have it for the rest of my life. That begs for me to discover what am I going to do with it? What am I going to do about the fact that I will always have this disability? Children, teens, adults, it doesn't matter, can learn to read and write because of the advancement of science. But what is not openly discussed, and let me change that, because I've been doing some research and I'm noticing that more people are starting to discuss the emotional impact of dyslexia. It's not as well researched and known as the disability itself But more people are starting to pay more attention to the fact that having dyslexia 
has impacted our emotional and social development. Now, how do you see this? Well, we have a tendency to have feelings of being defeated in things that we want to do. We have a, a learned helplessness, a hopelessness sometimes. We can even have low self-worth, anxiety, and sometimes we can feel isolated, that we're not understood, that people just simply don't get it. I am thankful that God encouraged me to not give up on his dream for me. And it did take me a while to discover what his dream was. But before he revealed to me what his dream was, he wanted me to go back to school. As a person with dyslexia, school is not, in most cases, not your favorite thing to do. But because I was a new Christian at the time and I sought his will and I wanted to do it because he wanted me to do it. I didn't understand it. I wasn't confused. I knew he wanted me to go back to school. And when I mean back to school, I mean to college. I had already graduated from high school. The first degree I got, how I earned a degree is, as you can see, I'm a loss for words to even discuss it. But the second degree came at a time in my life where I was really searching to understand what God wanted me to do with my life. And once again, he encouraged me to go back to school. So I went and this time I went to a junior college. I loved that experience. The Lord just opened doors and the teachers that he put me with, I fell in love with going to school. I fell in love with learning. I fell in love with reading. I fell in love with studying. I was in my element, but God wasn't finished. You know, the one thing I, I will say about school and the reason why I believe that God kept sending me back was it required me to so depend on him, to so attach myself to him. I'm not saying it was easy because it, it was challenging. It was hard at times. But because I knew it was his will and I was in the middle of it, that is what kept me going. And he sent me back to school for the third degree. <laughs> Now, the last degree I completed in 2016, and it was a doctoral degree. Now, that was hard. It took me seven years to complete it because anyone has gone through a master's and a doctorate degree. What's required? A lot of reading and a lot of writing. Because of God's faithfulness, I was able to complete it. be honest with you, I'm hoping he doesn't need to send me back to school. But if he does, I will gladly go. What I am most thankful for and what I learned in that experience is that it doesn't matter what the disability is or even where you fall on the continuum of that disability. God still has a plan. He still has a purpose for your life. He still has the power, the means to see it through. Our job is to believe that. And to ask him, which I had to do on many occasions, and I still do, to help keep us moving in his direction. But one of the greatest lessons that I learned in that experience of going to school and continue to learn is that God's grace is sufficient. That it is more than enough. That even healing of many of the wounds that places in my heart 
because of dyslexia. I don't think would have happened the way it happened if I had not become a Christian, number one, and just dedicated my life to him. I believe that each person that has a disability, whether it's dyslexia or something else, is uniquely gifted by God to take part in his work. I believe that with all my heart. And I also tell people that I believe that the Lord has a sense of humor because remember his the first stage of me walking into his purpose for my life was to send me back to school. Now, he may not do that for you. And we're talking about over a period of, gosh, 10 years, maybe more. Well, no, it is more. I would say I was in school maybe close to 15 years before I actually finished with my last degree. But the sense of humor, I believe, comes from him calling me to be a writer and a speaker for him. If you listen to any of my podcasts, I even talked about my reading fluency. I know it's not the best. I know I have challenges with my articulation. I can hear it. I know it. I struggle with how I say words and how it comes across even on the podcast. But because I'm relying on God to do the rest, to make up the difference, I keep putting one step forward because I believe that he will use the information that he has given me to share with you to be a blessing. I tell everyone, as long as you trust him, trust his leading, put in his hands yourself and surrender the disorder, which I don't like that word. Let's change it. The learning difference to him, he will use it to his glory. Now, my writing started years and years ago. I started keeping journals and I would write down how I was feeling, what I was thinking, what I was going through. Oftentimes it started when I would be you know, reading the Bible and I would be jotting down notes and I would put down what I was getting out of it. But I noticed also that if I listened to a song or, or watched something on YouTube that really encouraged me or challenged me, I needed to capture that. I was driven to capture it so that I could share it with someone else. Then I started writing greeting cards. I never published those greeting cards, but I had such fun and such joy in making them. And I do still have them. And I plan to one day publish them. Then I became interested in writing a book. And I laugh at that now because, number one, self-publishing wasn't that popular. And number two, that anyone would want to read or hear anything I had to say. I knew I couldn't compete with those big names out there. I'm, I'm an unknown. No one knows me. And also, I reasoned that there was so much information already out there about dyslexia. Or should I say, what would I have to add to that conversation? After a while, I gave up on the idea of writing a book. I did take a stab at it. I did. But I gave up and then I went back to it and then I would give up and put it aside for a while. But I did actually finish it and I gave it to someone to professionally edit it for me. And then once it was completed, I put it aside. I didn't pursue publishing it. One day I was expressing to the Lord that, you know, I really still believe that you want me to write for you. 
And I have this book on the shelf. Well, it wasn't a book at the time. It was a manuscript. And I really don't know what to do with it. And years had actually gone by. And so I felt encouraged by the Lord to take the book off the shelf. And then remember, or should I say, also, self-publishing had started becoming pretty popular at this time, which also was an encouragement to me. So what I did, I took the manuscript, started going back over it, and recognizing that I needed to make some changes because so much had changed, and so much had changed in me. And I wanted the book to reflect that. So I practically rewrote the book. But what I didn't want to do was go back through the editing process. Now, I took this to the Lord and and I shared with him my thoughts and feelings about the book being re-edited. And his response to me was, he said, you and I would do it together. He introduced me to Grammarly. And I tell you, I just put it out there. I think Grammarly was made just for me. (laughs) Of course, that's not true, but it has been such a blessing in my life. And so I took the manuscript, sent it through Grammarly made all these suggested corrections, and the Lord said, let it stand. Now, this was significant for me because I really was one of those people that have a uh, disability who's been really quiet about it and not too many people knew about it. But this book would bring me out of the closet, so to speak. And I wanted to come out me, not something all nice and polished and uh, fixed up. I wanted me to come out. And so the Lord encouraged me to do just that. Now, his promise to me was this. I would make sure that people understand the content of it and the message will be heard. And that is what was so important to me. And that is exactly what he did. So in 2020, I revised my book. I gave it the title, Dyslexia, Dare to be Restored to the Image of God. Then very next year, because keep in mind, I'm still journaling. I'm still writing. And as someone who is a writer, you have a niche. You have a uh, voice of expression. You know, some people who are writers, what they do, what should I say, what they write is just poetry. And that's what they do. (laughs) For me, I write devotional thoughts. That's my niche you know, a 300 book page book is not something that you probably will see me doing. But when it comes to a devotional thought, taking a principle and uh, writing about that in maybe 300 or less, or I say between 305 words, that's me. Well, actually, I have been doing this for almost two years. Just every day, the Lord and I would get together. He would give me a thought and I would run with it. And I had a mass almost two years of this. And the Lord encouraged me to put together a devotional book, which was 365 pages of devotional thoughts. And I titled this one, Not Ashamed. And then the next year, I came out with another devotional and I titled it. Now it was much smaller. It was only 40 days. I titled it Faithful Until the End. Now, to keep things interesting, while I'm doing this, I'm also working on creating a podcast. And that is what you're listening to today. Make room for more. It came out of all of that. Some of the devotionals that I 
the Lord gives me, I sent those out personally to people that I have this email group. It's not, it's not email. It's a text group that I send out to about 15 people. And I used to do it every day, but now I'm doing it just as the Lord inspires me to do it. So my point is, I would have never thought I had the talent to write. It's a talent that God gave me. Remember the text of scripture? He says he gave one person five talents. He gave one person two talents. He gave another person one talent. The talent doesn't originate in us. The talent comes from the Lord and he gives it to us. The thing about a talent, sometimes the talents that he gives us are not matured. So what he does, he gives us the talent and he works with us to mature that talent. And that's what he has been doing with my writing and my speaking on his behalf. Now, I could have easily said, no, I have dyslexia. I'm not a writer. I don't know what you're talking about. This doesn't make sense. Let's find something else. But because he so encouraged me to give it a try, now I love writing for him. I love those moments we have together where he brings a thought to my mind. I could be just reading the Bible or I could be reading someone else's you know, book or whatever. I could be listening to a song and I get it, you know, and I think for me, what the Lord has enabled me to do, and this is all, this is a gift he has given me. He can give me a thought, but the thought is a picture in my mind. And he gives me the words to describe that picture. Now, here is the thing about people that have dyslexia. When it comes to the detail, we struggle. (laughs) Here is another way that the Lord keeps me very dependent upon him. He gives me the big picture. Then he asks me to write the details. So in order for me to do that, I have to completely rely on the Lord to walk me through as I'm writing. I used to tell myself that I was his secretary and I was just taking dictation. How he does it is so amazing to me. And I'm so thankful. I believe that the possibilities are endless. And what we can do for the Lord through the gifts he has given us. It only takes an open heart. It only takes a choice to be accessible to him and the willingness to serve him. I am a gospel writer. And like Paul, I decided long ago to take ownership of that. You remember the Apostle Paul, in many of his letters, he will start off by telling you that he is an apostle. That he is an apostle, not by the will of man, but by the will of God. Well, that's my position, I am a gospel writer, not by the will of man, not by the will of hope, but by the will of God. Because of that, I always feel humble yet empowered, strengthened, and with his authority to write on his behalf. And I'm so encouraged by the fact that he gave me a gift that I would never have thought of for myself, that I'm so encouraged by that probably spend the rest of my life seeking to encourage other people with dyslexia to let God lead them into that gift. Actually, you know, when you think about it, when we go back to the text of scripture where he said he gave, well, people can give you a gift, but you don't have to accept it. And some people will give you a gift, you accept it, and you can never open the box. It can just sit on your shelf for years. Here's the thing. If he gives you the gift, if he offers it to you, this talent, you accept it, you open the box, you will be amazed at what he will do in your life. 
Because it's not just about you being a blessing to someone else. You being a blessing to God, in turn, he is a blessing to you. Your life would be so fulfilling by allowing him to use you and to be in service to him through this gift. As a gospel writer today, I love writing for him because I love him. And because I firmly believe that love must find a way to express itself. Because I want to write for him, he always supplies me with something to write about. Wonderful things about being a gospel writer is that it gives me glimpses into the heart of God. And I get to share that with so many people and encourage other people to to look for and have and experience those moments as well. Now, God gives me dreams. Now, when I'm saying dreams, I'm not saying, you know, you go to sleep and you have a dream. I mean, dreams of doing things for him. I'm always thinking about how can I repay him? How can I, what else can I do for him? So I have these, these dreams. Some of them are big, some of them are small. But I am no longer afraid to dream, to risk, to step out, to do them. Because I know that God is more than capable of helping me fulfill each of the goals that he has for me. There is truly nothing impossible when we place those dreams, our hopes, our aspirations in God's hands. Now, some of you may think that you don't have a gift. Now, go back to that text of scripture, Matthew 25. Take some time to just really study it. The man traveling is Jesus. He's done his work and he's going back. And he's called his own servants. We are servants of God. And it says he delivered unto them his goods, meaning his talents, his gifts. He has delivered them. I mean, if if he has delivered them, you got it. Now the question is, what you're going to do with it? If he only gave you one, then he gave you one. If he gave you five, he gave you five. He still expects us to take that talent and use it and multiply it. And he will show us how to do it. So there is no such thing as not having one. You may not know what it is, but you do have one. And honestly, I believe many of you know what it is. I believe it is because we are given by God an extra measure of empathy. (laughs) You may think that's funny, but I believe people that have dyslexia have a very high level of emotional intelligence. I believe we are very sensitive, we are very aware of our surroundings, and we're very tuned in to people. What is unfortunate is that we tend to focus on the negative energy around us and downplay the good. And I think today, I'm hoping today, I'm praying today that we decide to change that. I'm asking you to think of the possibilities that awaits us by changing how we think about ourselves and others. I'm asking you to use the gift that God has given us in the form of empathy for the good. Now we, my fellow dyslexics, I say again, we are sensitive to the emotional output in others. I believe that we know what it is like to hurt, to be misunderstood, to be overlooked, to be disqualified. We sense this in other people but we don't always know what to do about it or what to do with it. We want to help, but we often shun away because we fear rejection. And sometimes we just don't feel like we're smart enough to help someone with their difficulties. But I want you to know today that's a lie. 
Remember, it took me a while to recognize that I had a gift from God, but a gift I do have. You know, I struggled with it because it didn't make sense. So don't throw anything away. If it seems ridiculous, if it seems impossible, just labor with God and pray about it. And I promise you, he will direct your path. I'm going to give you another text of scripture that's very meaningful to me. And it comes from Jeremiah 1, 4 through 10. It says, Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed you in the belly, I knew you. And before you came forth out of the womb, I sanctified you. And I ordained you a prophet unto the nation. Then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child. For you shall go to all that I shall send you, and and whatsoever I shall command you, you shall speak. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out, to pull down, to destroy, and to throw down, to build, and to plant. This same God that spoke to Jeremiah is also speaking to you and I. He formed us. He knew us. He has sanctified us. He has ordained us to use us, to fulfill his purpose. For me, I'm a writer. I'm a speaker. I'm a teacher to the nation. He will define nation for you. He will encourage you and he will empower you to do his work. I like Jeremiah said to the Lord, this is impossible, but God did not give up on me. He says to me, say not that you have dyslexia. Therefore, I cannot use you as a writer for hope. You will go to all that I shall send you and you will say what I have commanded you to speak. Be not afraid for I am with you. The Lord has put forth his hand and he has touched my mouth. He has touched my hand. He has touched my heart. He has put his words in my mouth and he will do the same for you as well. We are uniquely gifted to share the gospel because we are his children. His chosen vessel to share what he has done for us. I know I'm being redundant and I'm going to keep repeating myself, but I want you to think about What do you enjoy doing? What are you good at? What comments are people saying to you about your talents and your strengths and your gifts? Take all this to the Lord and have that discussion. And don't give up until you know you know that you know you know what he is asking you to do for him and how you can share the gospel to use that gift. Wherever your feet land, know this. You're not alone. There are going to be some up days and there are going to be some down days. But I promise you, it is so worth it. Find out what you can do for the Lord. Dyslexia would not be a barrier nor deterrent. It would be the very thing used by God to furthering the gospel message. I would love to hear from someone that said they took this message and they found out what their their talents and gifts were. And they are now using it for the Lord. I would love to hear from you all. So that's really all I have for today. And let's see, next week, 
I would like to get back on track and start talking about the different parts of the gospel. The next part is why is Christ's life so powerful? And I think that's what I'm going to focus on next week. Until then, have a blessed day in the Lord. Thank you for tuning in each week to make room for more. If you would like to listen to archive shows, you may do so by going to www.makeroomformorepodcast.buzzsprout.com. Once again, thank you so very much for joining us and have a wonderful week.